Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. I'm excited about sharing what God has given me for today with you. And uh, we don't typically announce these things, but I, I feel to do so today. Uh, next weekend, or next Sunday, I, we're going to be here, but uh, in conversation with uh, my staff a few weeks back, uh, we were doing a devotion in the staff, and Brother Robert was sharing some stuff, and I looked at him and I said, you know, Brother you need to bring that to the congregation. That's a good word. And he always does bring a good word. I know that. I hear your compliments, and I, I'm proud of him, and so uh, I'm glad when he brings the word. But he's going to bring a word next Sunday that you'll want to hear as well. Amen. My message today is a good old King James word, hitherto. That's the title to it. I want you to turn to your neighbor and see if you can say this. Hitherto. It comes from the King James Version. From 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 12. It's not the only place the word is used, but it's certainly the place that we're looking at today. Hitherto means up to this point. So say that to your neighbor. That's what hitherto means, up to this point. And really, everything today has tied together so beautifully. That's why I'm anxious to get into the Word, because I can, you know, Pastor Mackay sang the song, did you have what's planned earlier, tis so sweet, to trust in Jesus? That was just the Holy Ghost, Right? And then the word that I just gave and the word that came earlier, it's, just, it's so well tied together and I love it. Uh, you, the A-team used to say, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> well, this, this is, I love it when, a, when the Holy Ghost puts things together. What I'm going to do with you today is reflect on 2020, this second Sunday of the new year. I know you'd no doubt like to forget 2020. The many things about 2020 that were so disturbing, I'd love you, I know you'd love to forget. COVID-19 was the biggest thing that affected all of our lives in 2020. 2020 and um, most of us have never witnessed an international worldwide pandemic. Ultimately, in, the, in last year, took uh, 350,000 plus lives here in the United States. Worldwide, 1.75 million plus last year that we know of. Nationally, there were 
the riots and mob activity that adversely affected many of our major cities around the country. It was disturbing to watch the news daily and see fires burning and uh, courtrooms and houses, excuse me, and buildings being burned and cars overturned and being burned and some of these things happening. And then there was that constant political drivel that uh, activities surrounding our, uh, our president. There were, th because of all of that stuff, we never really gave any attention to, there was a couple of typhoons or hurricanes that ravaged various nations, uh, India. I mean, it was hardly anything that you heard anything about it, but it ravaged uh, a territory and, and, and took lives and destroyed homes and businesses, etc. We actually sent some support to that region because one of the missionary groups we support uh, has their operations in, in, in that area. Honduras had flooding because of a hurricane that came across Honduras and just dumped loads of water into an already suffering territory and we also have people that we support and sent some support to for that. So I understand that you'd like to put 2020 behind you. I, I'll, I'll take your amen on that one. But in spite of that grim reality, my goal is to help you recognize some good that came out of last year. So I know you're listening now. I have your attention, I hope. I'm going to call on you to mark last year. I want you to begin looking at it through the message that I shared at the end of the year. I actually preached three messages on perspective. The opening message titled, Perspective is Everything. And you weren't, many of you were not here for the New Year's Eve, the third in that title, Perspective 3.0. I actually preached it on New Year's Eve. Hopefully we can get it posted for you. At least you can catch it online. But I want you to begin to look through 2020 with a lens on a better perspective. My hope is that with a wider lens, you and, and you activating your faith, you will see where God held you as you navigated what may have been the most unstable year of your life. You could say that, right? But how many saints do I have in the building today? Maybe you're watching me online that would say without hesitation with Samuel, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Come on, let's look at it from the scriptures. I have it for you in the King James first. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin, 
and called the name of it Ebenezer. He named a stone, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Now look at it from the New Living Translation because it gives you not only the translation, but it helps you understand what this means now. Samuel then took a large stone and placed it in between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. You've only ever identified Ebenezer as Scrooge. That's not biblical. Here's what that name means. The stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. At first it appears that the prophet is looking at the past. That's what it, by the way, you should have notes. You can follow along electronically if you brought a, some electronic device. If you have our app, you can uh, use that and follow along in the notes that way. And, and we had them in the bulletin for you, so you old schoolers that enjoy writing. It seems that the prophet is saying 20 years or 50 years and yet... Hitherto the Lord hath helped us. Amen. I want you to consider the many ways God was with you in 2020. Follow me on this. Let your amens be loud when I say what I'm about to say. Through poverty and through wealth, He has been with you. Amen. Through sickness, and through health, he has been with you. Oh, we could start acting like we were one of those churches that has the talk back. I, you know what to say. Uh, he has been with me. Say it that way. Say that. He has been with me. At home and when you traveled. In honor and dishonor. In perplexity and in joy. In trial and in triumph. Oh, I'm not done quite yet. In prayer. In temptation. So we can all say together, Hitherto hath the Lord helped me. With hindsight, I want us to look back at all those things with hope. Because what you just recited, and I, and I know we don't do that typical liturgy in our church services. We never really do that. So, so, so you did something different today, but it's still a form of worship. And the intent is so that you get the idea. No matter what you had gone through last year. In fact, throughout the, the course of your entire life, God has been with you. Look at what Romans 15, 13 says. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. 
that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit comes on through His power? He causes us to abound in hope. We're not just getting by on a little hope. Maybe it'll happen. No, no, we can abound in hope when we're fully immersed in the Holy Ghost. I want y'all to see something. It'll be a little difficult for those of you online because it's, it's not quite as clear and big as this, but I want you all to, to see this. That is a place outside of Ole Bull State Park here in Pennsylvania. It is near the cabin that we go to regularly and have been going to for 14 years now. And when we drive into this spot, every time... I just go, I feel like I'm walking into or driving into a cathedral. Because of the way you see the towering pines on the right, that just line, it's like somebody planned it or planted them that way. Well, somebody did plant them, and there was some planning involved in it, but it was only God. And, 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 and then the, on the left, the bright, big, there's, a, uh, there's oaks and there's, there's red oaks, there's white oaks, there's probably some poplar in there, along with a few scattered pines and sycamore. There's all kinds, but, but it looks like a cathedral to me. And I want you to hear these, these inspiring words from uh, a great pastor from the past, Charles Haddon Spurgeon writes, we delight to look down a long avenue of trees. It is delightful to gaze from end to end of the long vista, a sort of verdant temple. Verdant, by the way, means rich green vegetation. A sort of vegetation temple, if you will, with its branching pillars and its arches of leaves. He wrote those words. And what I'm asking you to do today is look down the path of your life and see the green bows of mercy overhead. How many saints do I have in the house? that know you've experienced the mercy of God when you didn't deserve it. I want you to look down the path of your life to see the strong pillars like those large pine trees of loving kindness. Those many moments when God stepped in with his gentle hand and picked you up. When he reached into your life, into your story, into your situation, and he, he pulled you up. That was God's loving kindness. And you can look down the path of your life and, oh, glorious King, thank you for the bright leaves of faithfulness. Like a canopy over us. God, 
God comes with his faithfulness to us. So surely in 2020, you, you saw the goodness of God. Before I launch out any further, I want to be careful to acknowledge that I know many suffered desperately. In fact, we lost one of our dear brothers in the very earliest stage of the COVID outbreak. I, I, I can say that, that that's tough, but I also want you to know because I know his testimony and I, I know his life and I know where he stood at the moment and he, he was ready to go to heaven and didn't have anything keeping him here. And uh, he wanted to go see his, his wife. He wanted to go up and be in glory and not have any pain or difficulty. But I know people suffered. We had six, eight, ten of our people hospitalized, and some of them for weeks. I know that your homes were messed up, and any of you parents with children, God bless you. Uh, it was so difficult, I'm sure. While I haven't heard of anybody losing a job because of COVID, I'm sure there was somebody in a congregation our side that size that's lost their job because of it. So I, I don't, I don't want to take away the fact that it was difficult, all right? So I, that, I'm not glossing over that. But I'm going to do something that is, Pastor Amy will tell you this, because we often have conversations that go like this. I, I have a personality makeup that just, I have optimism. Now, it, it, it's blended with my faith, and so obviously God took that to a whole other level. But when I counsel struggling couples, I use a tactic. I employ a tactic that goes like this. When they're struggling, I look at them and I'll say, can you tell me about the time when it was good? Can you tell me what attracted you to them? Can you see those moments when you saw that person in a whole different light than what you're hanging on to right now that's causing you this writhing pain and you just want to get them out of your life? Or you want to kick them straight, choke them, pray a different kind of prayer over them, ungodly prayer. I ask them to look back at the time when it was good and I'm going to ask you to do this for what may have been a very, very difficult year for you. Because here's the deal. Our testimony as a church was amazing in 2020. We never missed a service presented. Not one service in 2020. We never missed one service presented. We had to shift gears. But here's what happened. We, we have some sharp people in the church. and Some of them are on staff or help us in the ministry. One of those happened to be my son-in-law, uh, Nick Zayner, who had seen a posting of a presentation called Switcher Studio. And 
And when we had to shut down and we were being told in those first earliest days, it would be 15 days. Remember that? In the lockdown, 15 days and we'll be out. We'll get over the curve. 15 months later, we're still getting over the curve. So anyway, but he had seen this presentation that involved in some innovative and very cheap ways to record the services live with a near professional level appearance. And put his head together with Minister Robert over here who's really keen on all of this stuff. Thank God for young people. Thank you, Lord, for young people that surround me in ministry. Pastor Mackay, same deal. They're all bright and this is a thing for them. And do you know there were churches that had to close? That had no semblance of a service. And many of them that did have some kind of a presentation, the smaller churches, all it was was a pastor in his office with his phone. We didn't miss a service. We had Sunday a.m. and Wednesday p.m. services and even presented special children's ministry after about a month in. Electronically, online, right out of the gate. We were one of the first churches in the area to open our doors May 10th. And we haven't shut them down since. But that moved allowed us, that move allowed us to be observed by thousands rather than hundreds. Pause on this for a moment. I mean, we have a, this is probably the best crowd we've had, I don't know, in a long, long time. Praise the Lord. But, but where it's typically hundreds, we suddenly were reaching thousands. We had people in all parts of the country, my family included, because their churches were shut down. They were watching us for the first time online when they were typically in church themselves. We even have some international observers. And we continue to be viewed by thousands over the different platforms we now employ. We continue that. Now, we know these things because of Google. We get a Google report. And so I know when any one of you check us out. I don't know that it's you. I just know that somebody's checking us out. Our media staff and volunteers truly stepped up during this time. They deserve our recognition. How about take a moment and recognize our media staff and audiovisual people, faithful people. Thank you. All of you that have any connection to it, I'm just giving you honor right now because you... You changed our look, our presentation. But not only these two areas. Financially, I'm blown away by the response that you had for the church, this ministry. 
I'm going to say this to you. We did not just get by in 2020, but we came out significantly ahead in 2020. You can go ahead and give God praise for it. Again, much of that was due to the platforms of electronic giving established by our keen team, both in the finance department and, again, these young people that are around me. Amen. All I can do is say, yeah, amen, do that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God bless you. <laughs> Friday night, I was trying to turn on the sound system, George, and try to make stuff happen. And I'm looking at it going, it's been like, five, six months since I've looked at this thing. I don't know what to do. Do you know that some churches and businesses closed, closed but we thrived? I, I'm not just saying that we never, literally, we never actually closed our offices. Even in the days when, even in that first 15 days when we were trying to get over the curve, and, and we never closed down. You could call our office, we were here. Now, there weren't many calls, wasn't a lot happening because people were acting like it was a snow day in this, woohoo, don't bother the preacher, we got fun we can have. I'm home. People taking naps at 2 o'clock in the afternoon that never do that during the weekdays. When I say some churches closed, there were churches still closed, and there were churches permanently closed. I'm saying permanently closed. They'll not open their door. Well, I'm trusting that God will bring somebody along full of the fire of the Holy Ghost, and they'll open it back up, but it'll be a Pentecostal Holy Ghost church. We were able to help sustain our daycare even though they, they couldn't have children for several months. We were able to pay our daycare workers and keep them on and take care of them during that time when it was, it was rough. They didn't have kids. They didn't have an income. But I want to highlight one of the biggest blessings of, of, of 2020. Your church and some seriously dedicated good people were able to help us continue to serve our community in need through central provision. Hallelujah. Our people stepped up. We had to change the way we did it, but put our heads together in various ones, and uh, especially in the, the front end, man. We had loads of people helping us. We, had a we established a drive-through drop-off for our food pantry. Some of those early days, I, we were serving over 200 families in the, in the very early day, days. And that's still continuing. We still, we've basically designed a whole new pattern, haven't we, Maria? Of, of how we distribute our food. It, it simplified what was a difficult time. And, and thank God for people that continue to serve in that ministry. That came out of 2020, though. 
Yeah, we had, we had central provision before that. But because of how it unfolded, we changed the way we do it. And, and I think everybody that's a part of that ministry will say, it's better. It's just better. But hitherto is a looking at the past. Hitherto also points forward. When Samuel says, up to this point, he's not yet at the end. Do you hear it in his voice? Up to this point. It's not done. The statement acknowledges there's still a distance to be traversed. Life goes on, church. 2020 comes to an end. 2021, here we are. And here's the deal. There will be more trials and there will be more joys. You catch that? Yeah, it's like there will be more trials. I can tell you that without question. There will be more joys also. Listen to Philippians 4.19, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. More trials, but God will meet your needs. You hear it? Catch it in the Word. More trials, but God will meet your needs. There'll be more temptations, and there'll be more triumphs. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Listen to this passage of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. So here's Samuel saying, yeah, God helped us then. I guess that means he's going to help us now. Do you know what you're going to do in 2021 that you did in 2020? You're going to pray more prayers. And guess what? You're going to get more answers to your prayers. How do I know this? Because of 1 John Chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of Him. Whatever we ask, we have. Do you see that? Gospel, or the, the writer of John saying, hey, present tense, we have what we asked for.
You see, here's the thing about the Lord. He came to give us life. Aren't you glad for that? So here's, here's what you're going to face. There will be more toils in 2021, but there will also be more strength. There'll be more toils. There'll be things you, things you have to traverse, mountains you have to climb, valleys you will go through, difficulties you will face, but you'll have more strength when you face them. Look at what uh, Philippians 4.13 says. You know this verse, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And provide what you need. He's provided what you have needed. He'll provide what you need. When you face it, he'll give you what you need when you face it. Guess what? We'll have some more battles. We'll have more fights in 2021. But we'll have more victories. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says it this way. But thank God... He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the ark or the covering, if you will, of, of God's provision for victory. But it doesn't end there. You need to see this passage of Scripture from John 16, I have told you all of this that you may have peace in me. What is, what is he talking about? Jesus had just told the disciples, I'm about to face the cross. You see me like I am today, but I'm not going to be like this tomorrow. Or in, in just a short time. You're not going to see me like I am. You're, you're going to go through some hardship. I've told you all of this, that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, how many of you are here on earth? Raise your hands quickly. You will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have, past tense, I have overcome the world. What Jesus is saying when he makes that statement is there's nothing that you will encounter that you cannot overcome because I'm with you. I've already bought your victory. Let me close this talk on victory out with one of my blessed, blessed scriptures from Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, I, this is so good. This is such good stuff. I want you to hang on to this. Chapter 6, verse 11 in Ephesians, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm. Look at your neighbor right now. Tell him, stand firm. You're about to hear how. Against all the strategies of the devil. That's telling you that if you will do what he's about to tell us to do, if we put on all of God's armor, there's no strategy that the enemy can come up with that will destroy you. Well, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world. He's not trying to proclaim their weak powers. He's saying they are mighty powers. 
in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly realms and heavenly places. We got to learn how to fight the right fight the right way. Right? Like bringing a gun to a, or a knife to a gunfight. I'm sorry, you're not going to make out too well. Hear this 13th verse. Therefore, put on, that's active, present. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. Every piece is vital. So you leave nothing vulnerable. I try to teach people. And listen, listen, you're struggling right now. Some of you are struggling. You're struggling with same stuff. You need to learn how to do this and do it actively. I mean literally. You pray it. You pray this prayer from Ephesians chapter 6 verses uh, 11 through 14. And you'll get to know what these are. But read on all the way through verse 18. But literally, you're praying this prayer. I put on a shield of faith. I'm going to brandish this shield of faith because it'll prevent me from getting hit by the fiery darts of the enemy. I, I, I will put on, I'll have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Pray the prayer. I mean actively pray the prayer. My loins gird about with truth. Get to know what the truth God says about your situation. I'll put on the breastplate of righteousness so that I know the difference between holiness or righteousness and that which the world proclaims is right. Have my head covered with the helmet of salvation so that nothing can destroy my walk with God. Nothing can take away what God has done in my heart. The devil can't get there because God's covered you. And in case you were worried, I'm not about to leave out your most effective, defensive, but offensive weapon is your sword. It's not just a defensive weapon. It's not just saying, watch out, I'm covered, I can be taken care of. It's taking territory from the devil. You can take territory from him. You can mess him up. Come on, tell the devil, I'm about to mess you up. Put on all of his armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. How many of you know we're living in an evil time? Then after the battle, oh, glory to God, I love this verse. Then after the battle, then after the battle, after the battle. This is what hitherto means up to this point. But after the battle, you will still be standing firm. You may come around and shake my tree, devil, but I'm still standing firm because I am rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my strong tower. Hallelujah. So let me bring it down to a close. It's time for us to raise our Ebenezer. I'm going to raise our Ebenezer. I know you think this is weird now. What's he up to? I'm about to show you. Here it is from the passage of Scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. 
Samuel then took a large stone, placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Here's what I want you to do today. I want you to put a marker of praise on 2020, declaring that God is with us. You see, they did things visibly and for real. That is a very real stone, if any of you wondered. And I'm putting it here to help you visualize just exactly what Sam... They, he literally did this, folks. This is not some biblical speak the way we often, you know, we, we, we talk about things. But he did this visibly. This stone, he's saying, this stone which represents our help. Don't let... Uh, so, so put a marker of praise on 2020, declaring God's goodness. And here's what I want you to catch today. And I want you to walk out of here with this in your heart and spirit. Don't let the devil define how bad last year was. Rather, let your praise define that God is always with you. Put a marker on it. Put a marker on it. You gave it your best shot, devil. I'm still standing firm. And I'm going to let my praise define how good my God is always. Samuel used a stone to remind them that God is always with us. Can I take you to a passage that tells you this and reminds you of it? You know the passage. Some of you could quote it. Even... Though when I walk through the darkest valley, the New Living says, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. Doesn't that sound just like Jesus saying to his disciples, I will be with you and 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 you can trust no matter what you face. The trials will come, but I'm with you. I've already overcome. You can have confidence, boys. I'm with you. I'm right beside you. It's time we start putting markers on our life path to declare that God was there, is there, and will be there. Oh, I gotta say that again. It's not in your notes. You have to add, you have to add the last part. That came to me fresh. The Holy Ghost dropped it on me this morning. It's time we start putting markers on our life path to declare that God was there, is there, and will be there. That's what that stone represents. How can a stone say that? It's not what the stone is. It's what the stone represents. And here's how I know that part is true. It's from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. 
And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. It causes everything. He doesn't cause everything bad that you're worried and fussing over. No, no. He just takes what the enemy meant for evil and He causes it to bring about good for those who are called according to it, who love Him and are called according to His purposes. They will allow God to do His work for good. So what are we going to do? We're going to begin to speak blessing over our lives. Stop cursing your past. Stop cursing the struggle. Stop cursing the evil and how it adversely affected you. Rather, start praising your God. You've been with me, Lord. You've held my hand. When I couldn't see a way out, God, you were right there with me. In my deepest, darkest moment, when I was strung out on drugs, when I was in the dark places, I've never been in those places. Just, I'm giving your testimony right now. I don't want y'all to think differently of this pastor. What's he saying today? He was strung out on drugs. No, he wasn't. But he was there. He was there through your most difficult moments when you had no inkling of an idea that God was with you. He was with you. <laughs> Robert, would you just pause for just a moment? I, I want to make a few old saints happy, but some uh, of you young saints will say, what's wrong with this guy? He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. And he put a song in my soul today, a song of praise, hallelujah. Oh, he brought me out of the miry clay. He put a song on the rock to say and he put a song in my soul today a song of praise hallelujah you see that's your story even if you don't know the song don't allow the devil or anyone else to define your life whether it's good or bad because Hear me when I say this, and i got to talk this one out with you. Because God is good. You can go back to it because we're going to still do the blessing. Because God is good, and you are His, then He, he will see to it that everything you walk through will bring about good. And just so you don't mess up what this preacher is saying, Take a photo of it. Because I don't want this confused. Because God is good and you are His. How many of you say, I'm His? So because God is good and you are His, then He will see to it that everything you walk through will bring about good. Let me give you the small print just so nobody's confused. 
Don't confuse that with ease and comfort or a life free of persecution. We are about to walk in a time of persecution in the United States. It's only going to grow. So God needs his people to know that they can stand firm, that God is with them. Stone of help. A stone of help. So mark 2020 and tell the devil, I'm going to be going strong when 2021 ends, should the Lord tarry. And all that means for all of you people who have no idea what should the Lord tarry means is that if he doesn't rapture us out of here before that time. Stand to your feet with me. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.